Hey everyone, Steve Kim here. Welcome to the Be Great, Be Kind, Steve Kim Experience podcast. Once again, I got my favorite mortgage broker, your favorite mortgage broker, Yadik from New Door Mortgage here. I brought Yadik on because anytime I got a question with regards to mortgage, lending, whatever the, the case may be, he's the first phone call that I make. So Yadik, thank you so much uh, for being here. We're doing things a little bit different here. Obviously, we're not in my office, right? No, man. Self-isolation at its best. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Yadik, I got seven questions here, uh, okay. and I'm sure these are all questions you've been get, getting inundated by realtors, your clients, everyone alike. So, um, let's just kind of get right through it, if, that, if that's cool with you. Amazing. Awesome. So, we really, really appreciate this. So, uh, the first one, Yadik, um, the Bank of Canada keeps decreasing their interest rate. They just did it again. Um, but why do we see mortgage rates going up. So the Bank of Canada decreases their rate, yet the mortgage rates we see are starting to climb up a little bit. Even the course of the past week, we saw them go up a little bit. So what's going on with that? Yeah, so um, the first thing is, is variable and fixed rates, uh, they, they're based off two different things. So when we're looking at the Bank of Canada and they're decreasing their overnight rate, their rate or increasing it, uh, really it's gonna be affecting the variable rates. So when we're seeing that cuts, we've seen a few cuts already, um, that's going to affect the overnight rate. And then banks will usually pass on those savings in their prime rate. So the prime rate is what the variable rate mortgages are really based off of. Okay. Um, now, most of the times we saw one kind of out whole, like one person, one bank that didn't uh, pass on that savings in the second to last cut, um, but most have passed it on. And so that will be affecting your variable rate mortgages. Now, if you're already in a variable rate mortgage, you are, you are doing pretty well, especially if you went and you had a, a pretty good discount. So prime minus 1%. So back uh, just a couple weeks ago, prime was 3.95. If you had 1% discount, you had 2.95, you're great. Now with prime being at 2.45%, if you still have that prime minus one, you're paying 1.45%. That's pretty amazing, right? So, so if you're already in that variable rate, it's, it's a great, great, great day. And, and a kind of question that I have, and maybe we can do another time, do this another time is like, do I lock in now? Or because yes. I heard rates are going up or whatnot. You know, that's, that's another question that we can address a little bit later or, or another time. Um, but it is a, it's a really, really good one. Now, what we're seeing is there is a huge amount of rate volatility. Um, now, the fixed rates are based off of the bond market and bond yields. And, you know, that's based on consumer confidence, uh, confidence in the market, stock market, all this kind of stuff. It's, it's basically a huge melting pot for how, how economy is doing. Um, and, um, you know, whether there's more trust in the government or there's more trust in the stock market, usually if um, the stock market is bad, the bond yields are doing pretty well. Like they, they're, if you have, that's basically how it goes. If there's less, there's less, um, if there's less confidence in the stock, there's more in the bonds. And so what we're seeing is, is as a result of just crazy amounts of news, things are really happening by the hour, by the minute even, uh, we're seeing huge fluctuations in those bond yields. And as a result, we're seeing lenders fluctuate their rates as well. Now there are some other mitigating factors. It's not only the bond yield that's at play, especially right now, uh, there's also a restriction in liquidity, so meaning there's less money out there. Uh, Bank of Canada has hit, you know, put a huge $50 billion kind of uh, down, not down payment, but a $50 billion incentive to buy back some of those mortgages from balance sheet lenders, banks, lenders, um, so that they can, they can re-loan money out. Um, yeah, is it enough? So they injected $50 billion bucks. They threw in some more liquidity into the market. In your honest opinion, you deal with this. This is your wheelhouse do you think that that's enough money they are injecting into kind of that market um what's your opinion on that yeah so you know it's it's interesting because 
and like I was just about to say is like it's in, in theory it sounds great because we're buying the government is buying back all these insured mortgages uh, allowing the banks to have more money to to lend out and in theory that's what they should do they should pass that on but what we're what we're seeing with banks is that you know they're they're a business if they're seeing that people are losing their income do you think they're actually going to be lending that out not yeah, really sure. right yeah. <clears throat> so there is a, there is still a lot of cash. People are worried that that it might. Uh, oh man, we're not we're not going to get a mortgage if we don't ask, act fast. No, there's still there's still liquidity. They're still there. They're still lending lending out money. Um, as to whether it's not enough right now, I think it is right now. Uh, we'll see how how things go on. Um, you know, <laughs> it's pretty much changing by by the minute. And uh, I could eat my words <laughs> as as Monday eight eight a.m. comes and and uh, and you know things things can just go crazy. But um, right now, well, it, it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. But going back to that to the interest rate question, uh, we are seeing that that lack of the or the, the restriction of, of liquidity, and also just and I, I mentioned this to you before is uh, some lenders are just are, are pushing up their, their fixed rates or their yeah. rates in general just Why? so they can move business somewhere else. They're so inundated with applications for refinances. And also, they're, like a lot of their underwriters and their managers and service centers are on the phone uh, dealing with mortgage deferrals. So they're, they're completely swamped. I mean, okay. refinances have increased. And some lenders are talking three to 400%. Like that's crazy, right? So, so there is that that factor as well. But there's so many factors in, in play. We are seeing some some rate increases on the fixed, and and pretty much um, they've been steadily going up. I, I saw a couple of emails just come out uh, that some of them go, are going down, some yeah. of them are going up. So it's interesting to see how the lenders are playing that field. But it's just a, it's a it's a it's a crazy time we're in right now, and and it's it's really minute by minute. So can I ask you right now, like this is kind of off the cuff, but uh, we touched upon refinancing. How much of your business right now are you, are you working or how much of the business that you are day to day kind of in with um, revolves around the refinance component? Like, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, uh, right now that that ratio has really moved in, in favor of refinances. Right. Uh, people are worried about cash flow. They're worried about having a little bit of money in the bank. Um, and, and some of them are, are being really smart about this saying, hey, I know that I'm going to be laid off in a couple weeks or a couple months, I have a pay stub right now. And if you have a pay stub, we're golden. But when you don't have a pay stub and EI doesn't count as income really in, in, the, in the eyes of a lender, um, you won't be able to refi, right? So a lot of people are doing that right now so they can pull that money out of uh, that equity out um, and have a little bit of uh, a nest egg or something, a little security blanket that they can, that can deal with. There are still purchases going on. Um, there's a lot of things that are closing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think you can speak better to, to what the, the sale numbers are, yeah. but, um, yeah, there's definitely a huge shift to a lot of refi and just a lot of questions about mortgage deferral. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Well, just to touch upon the sales. Yeah. We've seen a drop in sales. Right. And so that's a one thing that I've been getting asked a lot about is like, are we still seeing the, the number of sales that we were seeing, you know, even last month we're not. And we just aren't because people aren't going out and they, they shouldn't be going out right now unless it's an absolute necessity. Um, so Yannick, let me ask you, so in your opinion right now, cause I've been getting this question a lot uh, with some of my most recent purchasers is should they go fixed or should they go variable? Like in your opinion, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you like, pretend this is you, you're the consumer. What are you going to do, my man? <laughs> All right. So um, let me, let me, let me blanket statements. It's, it, it always depends on what you want, right? Um, there are pluses and minuses in both. You know, the, the, the basic thing with fixed is that you are going to have a fixed payment. You know what you're going to be looking at. You know what you're going to budget. 
um, and it doesn't move regardless of what happens in the economy. You're, you're set with that. Variable can change with them, with the, with the, with the overnight rate and the prime rates as well. Um, if I was to do this right now, I'd go variable. Um, even though, so what we see, what we saw, again, I mentioned this, that we had a, a very, a prime minus 1% a, a while ago, those discounts have pretty much evaporated. We're not seeing prime minus. There are actually some that are, that are still offering discounts, but we've seen more of a premium now. So prime plus a certain uh, percentage point. It, so okay. prime plus 0.1% when they're, when the prime was at 2.95. Um, so we're seeing that. And even with that, um, you know, we're, we're pretty much at the bottom in terms of Bank of Canada interest rates. Um, we're at 0.25%. They're, they're maybe cutting it to zero, and that's probably it. So, you know, if you lock in right now, even with that premium, we might actually see it down. Generally, when, when you think about variable rates, variable rates do pretty well in poor economic times, which is where we are right now. Um, now, in terms of longevity, I don't have a crystal ball, right? I don't, nobody can say what's happening, like, especially in this market. I can't say what's happening tomorrow, right? Um, uh, but, but in terms of this, if we look back to like 2008, 2009 financial crisis, um, we saw these rates go down variables were really, really good. And it took a long time for the economy to get back to where it was. And so the, the fear of, is the government going to take that overnight rate and just pump it up a number of percentage points? No, they're not going to do that. They, they do that in order to kind of help these runaway inflations in, in, in economies. Um, we're not going to see that. We're, we're going to see that if you are going to go on a variable rate, you will probably be well off for, for a couple of years. Yeah. Definitely, definitely for a couple of years as we start recovering from, from this. Yeah. And, you know, me, I'm going to kind of inject my two senses. We're going to recover from this much quicker than like a true, and you know what, I, I shouldn't say we're going to recover from this like we, like, like we would from an, a recession, but don't forget, this is an event. Like we are going to come out of this much quicker than a full blown recession. We saw kind of back in 2008 and things like that. So anyways, that's kind of my two cents. Um, another question uh, that I've been getting a lot is, let me, okay. let me, sorry, sorry, Steve. Yeah. Let me just add one more thing to that. Yeah. Yeah. The other, big, the other big part of that in the variable, this is why I love variables is the prepayment penalty. So uh, prepayment penalties on variables are three months interest. On, on fixed rates, if you go with a monoline lender, so mortgage, mortgage finance, uh, finance companies um, that only do mortgages, they have a lower interest rate differential or IRD. Now, what that, what that penalty is about, like for a variable, it's about 0.5% um, of the balance, okay? Now, if you go with a bank, for example, that have very high IRD penalties, you're looking at like 4.5% of the balance. So you're talking between like maybe like $2,000 for a $400,000 uh, mortgage versus like 18,000. Right. So that's, that's a big thing. And the reason I bring that up is, you know, that's just a general thing for variable fix, but we are going, we are probably going to be going into a point where a lot of people are going to be looking to break their mortgage for maybe they need to sell their house because they can't afford it, or they need to refinance because they need that more, that money, or they need to follow a job and they need to break that mortgage. So these are all things that you need to consider, especially if you don't have a very stable income. Uh, a variable rate is something good. And, and uh, you know, and that's something good. Like you can, you can break your mortgage later on. If let's say, for example, the fixed rates tank, you can break your variable rate mortgage at that point, pay three months interest only and pay, take that new mortgage. Whereas yeah. if you took a, a fixed rate and you're year one of five, you're going to be paying a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, this is why all my clients come to you, man. <laughs> um, so can I ask you, so the next question is um, what's the mortgage deferral? What are the costs and how do people qualify for this? 
So again, what's the mortgage deferral? You know, what are some of the associated costs and how do people qualify for this? Oh man, how, how, how much time do we have here? <laughs> this is, this is Cole's notes, man. Cole's yeah, notes. Um, you're making me sweat, man. Um, so the mortgage, the mortgage deferral is, um, is obviously something brought out by, by the government of Canada. And actually a lot of companies actually already offer these. There's a, there's a number of banks and lenders that offer kind of uh, mortgage pauses or mortgage vacations or, or, or deferrals. So they, they do exist already. Um, but this is kind of a blanket uh, for most lenders to say, Hey, we can, we can defer it up. Now it's up to six months. It doesn't mean you will get six months. Yes. It doesn't mean you'll get a deferral period. Yeah. Um, now, most of the time, these will these will be taken, or these will you will qualify if you have been impacted by the by the, the virus. Now, we can all say that we have been all impacted at some point, but we're talking more about financial income. Yeah. Um, so, there's some people that are sitting at home right now; they're still getting a full paycheck, right? In that case, you know, maybe you want it, um, and you can certainly still apply for it. I mean, that that's now going on morals, and there's no one to say right or wrong. Um, you can potentially still apply for it. Well, whether you get it will probably be less than if you were actually impacted. So I had clients that were laid off or they knew they were getting laid off and they're not making any payments right now and good luck getting a hold of EI. Like they're, they're really struggling right now. And so they qualify for that. And, and um, I, I kind of followed up on a number of them and, and they got six months, some got three months. Got um, so it's just a deferral. You're pushing it to a later date. Now that doesn't mean that you're waiving it. Um, you still have to pay those payments at some point. And as you defer them, you're also paying interest on basically interest. Uh, you have to remember that every payment has an interest portion and a, a, a principal portion. When you make a payment, your balance goes down. Then your next month interest is calculated on that lower balance, right? So it kind of goes up a little bit. Then you yeah. make another payment, it goes up and down. Now, in this case, you are not making any payments. So your, your, um, balance is staying the same, but interest is being added every single month. So you're going up a little bit. Now it's not huge. We've, we've done the numbers. It's not huge. Um, it, it's, you know, I'm not going to say a number because it really depends on everybody different, whether you have an interest rate different or what your balance or what your term or whatever. There's so many different variables. Um, but it's not a, it's not a huge amount. Um, literally, um, we were doing just some basic numbers and for, uh, um, a hundred thousand dollar loan, let's say for example, your payment is $400. Um, and you have a 30 year M the, I think the the difference, um, what, how they calculate this is also a different thing, but they'll, they're going to, after the, at the end of the deferral, they're going to calculate a brand new payment. And that payment, let's say, for example, you're paying like $400 initially. Now that payment is like $405 oh, okay. for the, for the remainder of your mortgage payments. Got right. Okay. Um, that's for a hundred thousand uh, K at uh, 3% 30 year am. So it's not huge. Now, obviously if your if your mortgage is, is higher than yes, you, your, your payment is going to be different. Um, but just to go kind of go back, the more, the deferral is not a wave. It's moving those payments to another date. You are paying interest on that. Um, and, um, what's going to happen is that most of the lenders are going to recalculate your payment from that next payment that you'll have to make. So if you defer six months, seven months, mm -hmm. there's going to be a new payment amount going yeah. forward. And that will be reflected in, in how much you, you owe throughout that time. Okay. No, that's awesome. No, that's really, really good. Just it's, it's not a forgiveness. It's a deferral. You know, they're going to be paying interest upon the interest, the yeah. balance and all that. That's really, really important. Uh, next question that I, I have, I've been getting uh, a lot are uh, around appraisals. First of all, <laughs> are appraisals still being done? And if they are being done, are you starting to see that some of the appraiser appraisals are coming in a little bit lower 
right now than what purchasers are, have actually secured the property at. So number one, are appraisals still happening at the rate that they were happening before uh, the COVID-19 pandemic? And then the second part of the question is, is are you seeing some of the appraisals coming a little bit lower than what the purchasers have secured the, the property at? Okay, um, so I'm not an appraiser, uh, and, and my hat's off to appraisers. They have a very, very tough job. Um, it's it's so hard. Yeah. Yes, appraisers appraisals are still being done, but they're mod they're modified appraisals. So it's a full appraisal, and they're called full modified appraisal. And and pretty much most lenders have gone to this, um, where they're going to do an exterior ex inspection. So they'll look at the outside, um, and then they'll they'll do like. Um, there's a fancy word for this. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head, but basically they will ask you to open their, your curtains and they'll peek inside, right? So they'll, they'll, try to, they'll try to gauge what's going on inside of the house by looking at that. Now, there are other ways that I was talking to appraiser. Um, they're, they're using FaceTime or Skype or, or something like that, and they're doing a video walkthrough of the home. Um, so, you know, there's, there are ways that they're, they're trying to mitigate that, but they are still doing full appraisals. Now, whether or not that appraisal is going to be as great, no, it's not going to be as great as, as somebody going in and knowing what they're doing because generally the homeowner that's, that's selling the house might not focus on that mold that's in the corner or something like that, whereas appraisal would, right? So there are some clauses that they're, that they're introducing into these appraisals to say, you know, these pictures or these videos or these things were provided by the homeowner to, to help um, put that in writing that it wasn't them that was actually looking at whatever it is. So it is still coming in. Now, whether or not the appraisal is coming in lower, well, I think we have to look at what an appraisal is. By nature, it's a historic assessment. Um, so it's looking at past properties that are sold, not looking at what is happening right now. So it's a snapshot of what has happened in the last, in the last little while because in an appraisal, they look at comparables in the neighborhood and see how does this particular property stack up to those comparables. So if the, if the, if the properties around their comparables have seen a decrease in price, then yes, absolutely. Your appraisal will be lower. So yeah. if you secured a home back in January and you were going multiple offers on it, um, and now you've seen a $50,000 decrease in value or a, a comparables, you will see a 50,000 or whatever that might be. Again, very, very complex things, the appraisals, but you might see a hit in, in what it's going to come into. Got it. So there could be issues with that. Um, so that's something that's a case by case basis. You'd have to talk to your mortgage broker and, and they'll talk to the lender and see if we can mitigate something with that. Okay. It might be that some lenders will accept it. They'll, they'll say, you know, we understand that this is happening. This is unprecedented. Um, or some lenders will just say, you need to come up with more down payment. <laughs> Hopefully it's uh, it's the first one where they just, <laughs> it's an yeah, because, you know, everyone has another $50,000 in their pocket, just ready <laughs> yeah. to deploy like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. And the last question uh, I've been getting a lot, um, even for my own clients are the ones who still do need to apply for a mortgage is, you know, the very standard conventional five business days, the approval for the finance condition, is that still like on your end? Is that still the standard or do you require more time? So traditionally as the five business days for finance and home inspection, are you finding that you require more time just because of the lenders that you're working with? Absolutely. Um, there's been a lot of lenders that have been coming out and say, we need 20 days. We need wow. 20 days um, for 20, so 20 business days. Well, 20 days, 20 days between signing and closing. So some of the, some, there, there have been uh, times where we can do quick closes um, and the kind of standard is like 10 days. So they've, they've pretty much doubled that, that they have to get all the documentation in. Everything has to be in between 20, before 20 days of closing. Um, 
just as a result of the sheer volume of like calls and refis and everything that's going on right now. So we have seen that. And I know, um, I'm, maybe you can speak more to this. I, I, if there, if there's something coming from the realtors about extending that, um, those financing conditions, have yeah. you seen anything in that case? Uh, you know what? That, yeah, that's kind of what I was asking on your end is like, you know, we, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we did the five business days for two transactions and it was fine. It was okay. Mm -hmm. It was just moving forward for those buyers who still absolutely need to buy a property. Do you recommend for just the approval of the five business day approval? Okay. Do you, do you, do you hope that we give more days? Like, should we double it to 10 business days uh, for the financing condition? Like, I think, I think by practice, I think that might be a, a better option. Um, okay. Five days is, 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 is tight, even in good circumstances. I mean, if, if the, and it really comes down to how the broker and the clients kind of work together. This is why I love clients that give me all of their documentation up front <laughs> because it is just, it just makes my day. It makes my day. I can just send in pretty Did much. Everyone hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Get all documents in order. <laughs> listen, if you want to make your broker happy, Please, please, please have all documentation up front. And if they ask you for a document, please just provide it as soon as possible. Answer calls, all that kind of stuff. And especially right now, um, you know, if we have everything, it should be, it should be pretty much good to go um, in terms of, of an approval if everything kind of works out beforehand. Um, we, we can st the lenders are prioritizing purchases first. First okay, and good. foremost, um, over refinances, over investment, everything. So if you have a purchase and you are a condition of finance, they are going to put that at the top of the pile. Um, again, depending on when it comes in that day, but to strengthen that, that approval, if we have, if we can send in all documentation up front. Um, so the underwriter is very confident in this. It'll just make it for a smoother transaction in general and hopefully be able to meet those uh, financing conditions. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Yarek, man, I really, really appreciate you shedding all of your expertise and light on, on these questions. We've been getting inundated. Uh, I'm looking forward to having you come back on probably in the next couple of weeks as things are going to change. They're changing every single hour. Uh, but again, just thank you so much for everything. Uh, for everyone who's listening and watching, I'm going to put all of Yarek's contact information uh, on, the, on my social media posts. So please, uh, feel free to reach out to him. <laughs> Sorry, I just kind of put you at the yacht. No, uh, please. To reach out I'm to happy him. to help. I'm happy he, to help. Him. You're the real deal, man. You are just an honest, hardworking, incredible Thanks, individual uh, who's just, just a bucket of wealth of knowledge you are. Uh, and I appreciate you all the time, brother, man. So make my heart melt, man. Make my heart melt. <laughs> awesome, man. Okay. So, uh, thanks again, Yadik. And thank you for everyone else listening in. Um, you know, the drill, be great, be kind, stay safe and stay healthy. And that goes for you, Yadik. Got you, man. Have a good, Have one, a good guys. one, guys. Take care. Bye.